0: Today on The Breakdown, it's just another one of those hands where thousands and thousands of dollars change hands. We got Live at the Bike, we got a big, big hand. We involve Garrett Adelstein, everyone knows who that is, maybe the biggest star in Live at the Bike history, and he's up against actually several players, but this is one of those hands that's a little bit like poker scat, you know, it's like a raspatas, ba not ba da ba da ba like that, things go in surprising directions, is what I'm saying. It feels a little unpredictable, almost improvisational in its nature. And honestly, there are some choices that are made that are legitimately surprising, at least to me, that I, I sort of can't believe happened. We're gonna get into it right now on the breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. <laughs>
1: Time no rehearsal i say fuck a
0: second take now this baby scratching on vinyls until the record breaks huh? yeah.
1: no <laughs> why not you you put the image of my head in my head of garrett like confidently walking into the casino wearing a zoot suit and a fedora and like going up to the person who sets the table and like having an oversized like comically oversized coin that he like flings to him with like uses his thumb to flip end over end over and is like that's for you kid make sure not to spend it all in one place <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah it's pretty sweet and I, and then I love the idea a cane, of a then he twirls suit. a
1: cane and goes and sits down at the table he's like who's here to play cards today kids I'm Garrett Edelstein <laughs> here I am
0: <laughs> somebody zoot get me a Reuben
1: what yeah <laughs> zoot
0: suit and all yeah Garrett in a zoot suit, suit I mean it's gotta happen that should be his Halloween costume or just his regular daily outfit, by the way. Why not? Maybe more people should be wearing zoot suits in general at this point. Actually, why I haven't can, they come back? I can
1: really see it. Yeah. I can really see it. Like, who do you think is the most likely poker player to wear a zoot suit and you to be like, you know what? That was a good choice. That works.
0: Hmm. That's an interesting question. Tobias Rankemeyer, I could see really working on him. He's got the right face for it.
1: I feel like Garrett's pretty high
0: up there. Oh, Garrett's really high up there. I just didn't want to use him because he's already on yeah. the table. No, no, absolutely. Garrett's way up there. Garrett, maybe... Garrett's, Garrett's on the short list. He's, in the, he's a top five pick, I think. Uh, I think Tobias you know is pretty I high could... up,
1: too. Who else? Who else is there? You know who I could see doing it unironically and be like completely unimpressed with any humorous attempts yeah. uh, at talking about it? I don't think you're going to come to the same person. I, well. No, I'm sure we have different think... people here. I thought of someone, too. Go ahead. David Williams. Oh, I think he could pull
0: that off. I like David yeah. Williams there. I have one. It's a little bit of a different vein, but Freddie Deep.
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah. Freddie Deep. Yeah, you're right.
0: Yeah, Freddie Deep. I can see him loving it too. Like, yeah, Daniel. Yes, is <laughs> that like gravelly voice? <laughs> He's always so upset when he has to fold, <laughs> but he folds really. Quickly. I did not go
1: south. You called, you accuse me of going <laughs> oh, south? I did yeah. not go south. He was right. He didn't.
0: Yeah, poor Freddie Deep.
1: Uh, Freddie. Was that what? Is, are the only two incidents on high stakes poker where like the the location of chips mattered a lot? That and where Antonio Sfandiari thought that he was like missing fifty k, but it turned out to be in his backpack.
0: Here's my impression of Antonio during that one thousand percent, two thousand percent sure, ten thousand percent sure, guarantee. I gave you the chips. <laughs> he said it over, and they 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 <laughs> yeah. made sure to like film all of it, and they just put it together in a clip. And then showed him finding the chips in his bag, which is amazing. 10,000%. Yeah. 20, he just kept upping the number. 25,000% guarantee. I did it. I gave you the chips. Those poor people who had to work there who, like, he's rich. They make very little money in pro- TV production comparatively. Like, 50K being lost, prop, like, someone's screwed, you know? They must have been freaking out. And then it was just him in his bag. It just was in his bag. Incredible.
1: Incredible. It's funnier, it makes me think of another candidate for the zoot suit, but wearing yeah. the zoot suit in a different way. Mm. I could imagine that Phil Locke would wear the zoot suit, but yeah. he would do it in kind of like a 90s grunge way where he like cut off the arms and like had like Hulk pants style pants where he like <laughs> ripped off the pants. So and he's weird. just like walking around with a boom box. It's such a, a weird zoot suit that's all
0: thing you're saying ripped right up. Now. So
1: strange. No, people see it. The people understand.
0: I thought of Phil Locke, actually, originally. But I thought if Phil Locke wore a zoot suit, everyone would think he was joking. But like if David Williams wore a zoot suit or maybe Freddie D, people would be like, you look good, man. You know what I mean? Like, damn, maybe I should buy a zoot suit. And to come back to the original question, usually they say fashion runs in cycles. Zoot suits are wondering, when is it our time again? What do we have to wait for? It's been a solid ninety years for the zoot suit. Let's go. How long are these cycles? Yeah, good question. Like bell-bottom jeans comes back in like every thirty years, right? Maybe. I I mean, what do you mean every
1: thirty years? It happened twice, and it was thirty years apart. That doesn't. That every thirty years. That doesn't yet indicate a cycle. It has to happen more than two times. I'm just saying a cycle.
0: The zoot suit spies the bell-bottom jeans with jealousy because it's like. Only 30 years, and you've already had a, a revival. Congratulations, you know? Everything old is new again. Not Maybe not, says the Zoot Suit. Maybe not. And it's, So the
1: bell-bottoms, they, they burn bright and fast, but the Zoot Suit, it's like coal, man. It'll warm your house for the whole night, and finally that flame will light in the morning, and the Zoot Suit will be back in the year 2142.
0: <laughs> oh, and what a glorious... You know, sometimes the, the longer the wait, the more tasty the, uh, the rewards you know, you feel like you. Right, that's a normal thing people say, right? <laughs> the yeah, more yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this has
1: been Zoot Suits Daily. Uh, maybe we should move on to poker.
0: Yeah, come back tomorrow for more Zoot Suit for all your Zoot Suit, you know, podcasting needs.
1: So we, we covered a wide base of, of Zoot Suit topics there. Yep. Tomorrow we're gonna we're gonna begin our, <laughs> our specific Zoot Suit topic, starting with yellow Zoot Suits. Oh, that's yeah. tomorrow. I've been yellow waiting Zoot for this suits. one. And this is yeah. to be
0: clear. We aren't going to be able to finish yellow zoot suits in like one episode. I think it's yellow zoot suit week starting tomorrow, and then uh, we'll move on to a different color. And you know, about that—that's going to take us six. That's a a solid six months of content right there. People say, like, how do you keep coming up with zoot suit content? And we're like, are you kidding? Look around. All all I have (laughs) is zoot suit content. I could do zoots. Yeah. I could talk. It's like us with a hand. You know, we could talk about one poker hand. We talk about one poker hand for 45 minutes, but you know, and I think the listeners who've been around know, we could talk about that same poker hand, any of the poker hands we've ever done, for an hour and a half also, or for two hours. We could keep going. We just find yeah. ways to stop, usually. Almost always, right? Like,
1: Well, let's start so we can find oh, okay. a way to stop on this one. Sounds great. <laughs> All right. This one, featuring Garrett Adelstein, was suggested by Casper Quack on Twitter. Casper, of course, included a YouTube link and timestamped it. That's what you got to do. If you want to suggest a hand for the breakdown and you want us to actually do it, because if yeah. you give us some sort of four hour video and say, It's this hand where this guy does this thing and it doesn't have the time on it, first of all, ridiculous. Second of all, we're way too lazy to look. Okay. So make sure you timestamp it. But please keep the suggestions coming. I got we, we love it. I gotta
0: say, when you said ridiculous, I thought there was like an undertone of fuck you to the listeners when you yeah. said that.
1: Yeah. Not to all of them, just to those right. that do the suggesting of a long thing without putting the time stamp. Yeah. Now, I understand an omission by error, but if you just expect <laughs> us to look through it, then yeah, fuck you. There it is. Yeah.
0: There it is. Okay. Just checking in. I got no problem with that. You, I like it when you insult the listeners. Some would say... It's my... F- some would say everything you do is sort of an l- insult to the listeners.
1: Some would say that my existence is an insult to God, <laughs> but, you know... It's that's for a different podcast. Yeah.
0: You insult... You're an insult to sort of just people who are trying to make it, I think, in the world. They hate you. <laughs> you know, because of how you are and how you walk and stuff. We fucking hate you. I'll just tell you right now. It's the now. walk.
1: It's yeah, the walk. Why yeah. you got
0: to walk like that, you dick? I'm going to punch you now. You know, that's sort of like the grand existence. And Grant does, in
1: fairness, get punched sometimes. Right? Tell the truth. It makes, makes you stronger. Why do you think I have such a strong face? You do have a very, very strong face. It's like steel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. The body the body adjusts. That's what we found. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. I guess we're yeah, going to talk is about our, poker this is, now. Our,
1: this is our content. This is our <laughs> content for the day. We right. just
0: don't want to talk about this hand, apparently. What's going on? Let's go.
1: It's actually a good hand. Yeah. I'm interested to talk about it, especially One Decision by Garrett. So let's get to it. Okay. It is a live with the bike game. It is a twenty-five twenty-five game, but there is a one hundred dollars straddle on. I believe it's a relatively mandatory straddle. It's going to start with Garrett. He's got sixty-eight thousand because you know that's what you bring <laughs> when the big bet is a hundred dollars. Yeah, and he opens to three hundred with King of Hearts, Jack of Spades from plus one. Guy named Farhad, who's not going to matter, has five K in his stack and is going to make a. I would call it not amazing call with uh five, six off from the cutoff. Wow.
0: I mean, you why Garrett plays in this game, right? It's like the guy who only has 50 blinds calls a raise with six, five off. That's, that's why, I, that's why, I, that's why, I, that's why I live. Basically that's Garrett's entire thing, right?
1: Yeah. And it's also because uncle Abe is there who is in the small blind, which is by the way, $25. The raises to $300. Uncle Abe has $2,500 in his stack. Calls out of the small blind with Jack of clubs.
0: Maybe they were so all if, thinking it was going to be a 2550 game. And Garrett just brings a lot of money. But why would you... If you're Uncle Abe and you've got $2,500, why would you ever agree to a $100 straddle? You have 25 straddles. Maybe you want to be short stacked. Like, what the hell's going on? You should never agree and to then that.
1: Why, but why also would you call 275 more dollars out of the small blind with Jack of clubs?
0: Well, that's a fair question. I guess your point is... There's a lot of things about Uncle Abe's decision making we have we take issue with. Is that fair to say? Yeah,
1: yeah. Jeez. Although I don't think we've ever seen him get past pre-flop like action and actually be a meaningful part of a hand, have we? I don't know anymore, man. It's been too long. Maybe
0: they all they all bleed together, man. All the all the uncles all look the same to me, you know.
1: Hey, are you, are you ready joke. for a couple reasonable decisions? I am. That'll be ready. exciting. I'm ready. Player named Taylor also not going to matter, but has two fours in the twenty-five dollar big blind and nineteen K in front of him. He makes the call. That's a reasonable decision.
0: It's a fifty dollar big blind, right? Because it's twenty-five fifty.
1: No, it was twenty-five twenty-five.
0: Twenty-five. My bad. My bad. Okay, that's a completely reasonable decision. He also has nineteen K, so it's it's reasonable in all in all the ways. Good job.
1: And then a player named Zhu in the one hundred dollar straddle has ace nine off, ace of spades, nine of clubs. He has 27K. He makes the call. Also a reasonable decision. It, it warms the heart.
0: He could also three-bet this hand for sure. If he, wanted he could to, because
1: right? Garrett opened? Because yeah. usually you wouldn't want to against an early position opener, right? right. No, but it is Garrett.
0: It's Garrett, and there's some nice squeeze opportunity right now. That's all. There's, there's $1,000 sitting in front of you. The thing is, Garrett's not going to fold if we three-bet, right? Like almost anything. And he's going to make our lives hard post-flop. So it makes three-betting not super attractive, I guess.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, he's going to fold some things, right? And Ace-9 off does not play incredibly well multiway sure post-flop. That's, that's for sure. I know. That's
0: why I'm thinking, like, we have a block or we, we don't play that well. I mean, it's, it's 200 to win 1,000. It can't be that bad to call. But I'm sure it's fine to call, obviously. But, like, I don't know. Like, if we raise, the, the, the nightmare is we raise and everybody calls. Which If Garrett calls, then the other guys might call, too. We have, to, we have to raise pretty big, I guess. That's all. We have to make it, like, 1,400, something like that.
1: It's actually two hundred to win sixteen hundred. Sixteen hundred, really?
0: Three dollars. Garrett six, made it nine, ten. There's a thousand dollars in there, isn't there? No, there's thirteen hundred dollars well, in there.
1: Plus whatever Foxman Jets. Garrett
0: Farhad, Uncle Abe and Taylor have all called. That's twelve hundred dollars. Yeah. And there's a hundred dollars straddle in front of you. So there's thirteen hundred and it's two, two to win thirteen.
1: Well, somehow, live with the bike software says it's sixteen hundred, right, so whatever. whatever doesn't matter. Yeah. There's extra money in there for one reason or another. Maybe somebody had to post. I don't know yeah. what's going on. Post two hundred dollars, um,
0: totally reasonable, but who cares?
1: Yeah, Are you sure it isn't it just after matter. his
0: call? After he calls, there would be
1: sixteen hundred in there. No, it it's eighteen hundred after his call. Okay, the video that's... shows eighteen hundred okay. after the call because he does call, and there's eighteen hundred in the pot. Cool. So, anyway, it's certainly to fine that. to
0: call here. I think we should mostly call here, but maybe throw it yep. a little.
1: Maybe a little. All right. Let's go to the flop. The hands that are gonna matter, I'm gonna tell you, are Garrett's hand with King Jack, King of Hearts, Jack of Spades, and uh and Jew's hand, who's got ace nine with ace of spades nine of clubs. Yeah. The flop is all spades, king queen nine. So Garrett flops top pair and the second nut flush draw, and Zhu flops bottom pair and the nut flush draw. Yep. Uncle Abe flops a jack, but it's Jack Duce of Clubs. It is not exciting. Oh, there's no Jack. Never mind. I thought the Flop's Queen was Jack for
0: some reason. It's way better than flopping a Jack.
1: <laughs> I mean, maybe in Uncle Abe's mind it is. Who knows? Um, either way, those are the hands that matter. Six-five off does not connect. Uncle Abe checks. I just, wanted, sorry, right, I just want to sorry. I just want to say ahead.
0: something really quickly. Thinking about the fact that Farhad's calling with six-five and Abe is calling with Jack Deuce, I think we should be three betting a lot pre-flop. Actually, those guys are calling super wide and they're really short. Like if we make it two thousand dollars, we're basically forcing them to either move in or fold with their bad range, and we're happy either way. Like,
1: yeah, I think, I think Garrett's we gonna fold Benning King Jack probably. Like, no, he's not. Hands he, like that?
0: Nah, you we don't, got twenty-seven. You don't think he's ever? He's calling. He's calling to try not play us later, and because he has a semi reasonable hand. I, I don't think he's folding.
1: All right, but we might well, fold out the other called.
0: guys, and that really helps our equity. Anyway, go on. Sorry, I, I know I just sure jump back, but can't help myself.
1: Anyway. Yeah. Uncle Abe checks. Taylor checks. Zhu checks. Yeah. Is this an auto bet for Garrett with top pair and second nut draw?
0: I mean, I think he's supposed to bet it. There's too many people in this pot not to bet on this super wet board with top pair. The problem, of course, is when we get raised, we may have to just... We may not be able to hold on. It depends on who raises us and the situation. But, like, you know, there's guys who have got... Um, like $5,000 in front of them and $2,500 in front of them and stuff like that, which we can actually get it in against them, right? Like, especially Abe and his 2,500. We don't have to fold if he raises. And probably Farhad, we're just not going to fold either. But any of the other guys, we have to at least consider folding if we get raised, I think. Um,
1: We also have the straight flush draw, though.
0: Oh, that is nice, actually. That's a fair point. We have some protection. I wasn't thinking about the protection aspect of it. We have more protection. There aren't that many cards that are horrible for us, are there? Still, no. it sucks. Aren't we five ways here? It just sucks to let the whole world see a free card, man. Like, we have what is often the best hand right now, but I don't know how long it's going to stay that way if we let five, four other players see a card, you know?
1: Yeah, well, I, I agree. And Garrett does bet. He bets really small, 400 into 1,800.
0: He's just trying to clean up the equity, I think, you know, like fold out all the dumb stuff. Like pocket force just has yeah. to throw their hand away, right? Like 9, 10 off. Without a spade in it, probably just has to fold with guys behind them and stuff, right? Like stuff like that.
1: Yeah. That seems reasonable. Yeah. So he does bet 400. We get the folds back around to Zhu in the big blind or the straddle, who's got the ace of spades in the nine. Is this a better raise or call here? Bottom pair, nut flush draw.
0: I think it's a call for a few reasons. Number one, we do have showdown value. Uh, number two, I worry about the range of hands when we raise that continue against our hand, where we may be like, fo- like we have the ace of spades in our hand. Like, is the, the queen of spades and the jack of spades aren't going to fold right away, but it may be hard to get lots of value out of them. Garrett's bluffy anyway. If, if we don't improve, if, sorry, not if, if, if a spade doesn't come, we can improve anyway. But if a spade doesn't come, Garrett may feel like he can just keep taking shots at us and try and bluff us off the hand. The problem, of course, is he might succeed if you know like we just have a 9 if garrett goes bet 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 maybe hard on the river to call
1: yeah that's the only Also real you problem. said the queen of spades the queen of spades is on the board well so
0: not that the 10 of spades and the jack of spades i guess is what i Yeah mean. yeah you're right not that
1: yeah what do you think i mean do you think how of, how often do you think we're ahead of garrett we
0: shouldn't be ahead very often right like we should be losing mostly when he decides to bet into a five way pot right
1: Right. And we have the ace of spades, so he can't have, like, the ace-jack with the ace of spades. Right. Right.
0: So I doubt Garrett is betting with, like, two red eights here. I don't believe he is. So I think he's got, like, maybe the worst hand he Maybe he can have ace-queen and be betting. Maybe. Um, That feels like the worst hand he might bet with. Maybe he can have queen-jack or queen-ten because he's got a gutter with it. But queen-jack, queen-ten, no spade. I don't even know if he's betting that five ways. Maybe.
1: But, well, we would still be losing to those hands. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like, but those feel like the absolute bottom of his value range to me. So I yeah. think, and I don't know if he has almost any bluffs except what would be the ace of spade type bluffs that we're holding in our hand anyway. So I, I'm sort of with you that I don't. I don't see how we can be ahead
1: almost ever. It makes me kind of want to raise because you know we block the nuts, we can wrap the nuts, mm. and this is a tough board to continue on with. Like Garrett's going to continue with a fair amount, but like without either a pair and a spade or two pair plus, it's pretty tough to withstand multiple streets of aggression on this board.
0: Huh? Yeah, that's not crazy. I will say also all of our improving may make Garrett not want to put chips in the pot, depending on his hand. Of yeah. course, like if the nine pairs, we got trip nines. If an ace comes, that may scare him. I mean, sometimes, or it may beat us by the way, like he could have ace queen. Uh, and of course a spade, these things could all scare him. Now, he's got the jack of spades in his hand, which he's going to have sometimes, and the ten of spades in his hand sometimes, which means the spade won't be as scary. But still, I, those are things to be concerned about is getting value if we improve anyway. So that that makes me want to raise a little bit more, too. You make a fair point there. I mean, yeah, if, I we, think... if we raise, we, we can't fold this hand, though. Like, we're just going to have to hang on, right, if we raise. And I, mean, I think it's...
1: Better to maybe even put in further aggression than just hang on. Like, we're repping the nuts, and Garrett, can't, like, can't have the nuts. Like, he might have to fold a lot of hands if we put in a four-bet on this flop. Right.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, we're, we're, just, we're just looking to get it in. I mean, we don't want to get it in because it's probably really bad. Like, uh, situationally for us, we're probably not in good, good shape. But, like, we have to be – if we're going to raise – we can't raise fold this hand no matter what Garrett does. Like, if we raise and Garrett shoves and for way too much, I think we still have to call probably, you know? With this hand, well, maybe well, that's, I don't know. That's a little crazy. It. No, we don't have to. He's call not a show. Show. If
1: we raise, if we raise to two thousand, Garrett shows we don't have to call. Right,
0: I agree. We've got twenty seven thousand in front of us. But if he makes it a big raise, if he makes it eight thousand, we can't fold. Is what I'm saying. I think we should just put it. No, there, we can move in. We forward. still
1: have we still have fold equity if he makes yeah. it eight thousand.
0: It actually lines up pretty well for us to be able to to move in ourselves based on the sizing. That's a really good reason to raise. Actually, is so we're going to be the ones with the fold equity and a hand that we'd be happy to get a fold with. So that's yeah. that, that's another really good reason to raise. Like often it doesn't line up super well, you know, where you're like, well, I could raise, but he's the one who has the fold equity when when the big the the all in comes, and that sort of sucks, you know.
1: I mean, I guess Garrett could have Jack ten of spades. That's the like the nuts, I mean, the super nuts. But sure,
0: I mean, fine. That's I mean, so what? Like he's yeah. just going to get all the money then. That's fine.
1: Yeah. So actually, I think I like a raise better with the plan to if we get three bet to four bet and to to keep barreling away if we get called i think that's that's the best plan with this mm-hmm. hand even though we do have nominal showdown value i don't think it's real showdown value when garrett bets into everybody
0: yeah i have to say i think you've really convinced me that um that we don't have actual showdown value i'm kind of with you on that and agree that a raise is, a raise has got to be better
1: Well, Zhu disagrees. Zhu makes the call, which he can't be blamed for. Obviously, like your initial reaction was to just call. I think my initial reaction was probably to just call. I I relatively quickly came to wanting to raise, but I still think maybe in the moment I would call Mm -hmm. when playing. So it's not like a a play that's indefensible or something like that. But he does just make the call, which is a bit of a mistake, maybe. Maybe a tiny mistake. Not as big of a mistake as not using the link in the description, Jonathan. When you sign up for Nitrogen Sports, Jonathan, yeah. you know what I'm talking about, Jonathan?
0: I do. I know where that link takes you, and that's why I know what you're talking about.
1: Promised what? Land?
0: Lemonparty.org, baby.
1: <laughs> that is not the link, and do not, use, do, do not, do not use type the, it into your browser. If
0: you guys don't know just, what Lemon Party is, you're going to love this. You just There's a bunch of... No, I, don't... I don't know. No, it's, it's, let the
1: surprise happen for them. I'm, just, I know, I'm just saying, like... Are all of the listeners who are like twenty five and under? Do they not know what that is? They it's know possible? Because that's they from like though. the that's from like
0: nineteen ninety nine or something. That everyone in the world's been pranked with lemon party at least once in their lives. I have to believe. It. <laughs> <laughs> it just, okay, it, it, you never it never leaves you. You know what I mean? That never ever the taste of lemon party you never can completely wash it out.
1: You know and dude, it is a miracle that <laughs> nitrogen continues to pay us with the <laughs> shit that you bring up during their ads. <laughs> A miracle.
0: It's a great point. <laughs> I, don't, I, I have so I just feel like I can, There's no no one is at the wheel, you know, and it's fine. <laughs> They're really busy over there at Nitrogen, you know, marketing other things. They have esports teams they care about. No one's paying attention to what we're doing. That's that's my belief, and so I can say things like. What, well, you, know you know that's not true. You know, our
1: old Poker Time ad was yeah. gleaned from a podcast ad that they saw, they took, and they made a video about I know. You we didn't know they that, were right? doing
0: it. They just they presented it to us and were like, check it out. What do you think? And we were like, we were delighted, of course, but... And it's actually about how no one's listening at Nitrogen, and we can do whatever we want. <laughs> yeah. that, that was the ad, <laughs> but they love it. By the way, um, for the guy, the marketing department at Nitrogen, if you guys yourselves don't know what Lemon Party is,
1: it's perfect for <laughs>
0: Nitrogen. <laughs> you could do a whole series of uh, promotions a around of, it. Like,
1: Real world software applications for the site.
0: (laughs) Oh, please just let one person in marketing nitrogen be like lemonparty.org. What is that? Oh, no, no, (laughs) just one person. Oh, I would, it warms my heart that that could happen. Anyway. (laughs) So, what were we saying? Oh, yeah, link in the description to sign up for nitrogen because they have poker and it's
1: great, right? They do have poker, and it's great, but if you use the link, you get access to the greatest version of that poker, which is the Monthly Poker Guys tournament, mm. in which we have a guarantee of 1,000 times the buy-in. It's a .1-millibit guarantee, a guarantee or a .1millibit buy-in, a guarantee of 100 millibits, meaning 1,000 times the buy-in. And we never get more than about 200 players. They cap it at 300, meaning it's for sure going to be overlaid in a big way. It's a hugely profitable spot for all of the people who play. You got to use the link when you sign up for Nitrogen. Of course, sports betting, NBA is back at least for now. MLB is kind of back at least for now. Maybe. You know, you can hope that other sports are going to come back, and you can bet on all these sports on Nitrogen. And of course, casino games. Get on Nitrogen. Get you some poker.
0: I want to bet on what some of those people in the lemon party spot are will be oh, doing. Oh, stop it!
1: <laughs> stop
0: it with that. There's definitely things you could wager on with that. Is all I'm saying. But I don't want to get any more graphic than that without upsetting. This people. is at
1: least the third time you've brought this up on the podcast. <laughs> Lemon <laughs> party, really?
0: Yeah, yeah. I guess it's been like five and a half years at this point. Uh, I don't remember doing it. I'll say that. But I love that. I I love that it's a recurring thing. I'm happy. Have is you Have you spent a lot of time parks? on Lemon Party? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who hasn't? <laughs> oh man, I feel like with all this talk. A bunch of the listeners are going to be like, I mean, I know what it is, but now I feel like I need to just see it again because it's. I don't really. Re- I only kind of remember it, <laughs> which is what I'm thinking right now. I'm like, what exactly was happening in that photo? You know, uh, I know. I kind of know what it was, but it's only. It's pretty big. I need to sharpen my. my yeah, I'm going to memory.
1: I'm going to keep it nice and blurry in my memory.
0: Um, I, I've never seen two girls one cup because. Because I refuse to, basically.
1: Yeah, I've never seen it. I I really don't want to see it. It sounds like something that would make me just wretch. All I've ever seen is videos of people
0: watching Two Girls One Cup, you know, which is incredible. If you've never seen that, it's amazing yeah. to watch people freak because they don't know it's coming at all. So they're watching, 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 and suddenly they're about to throw up, and they can't. They freak out. Um, so this isn't to that level of disgusting, but it is shocking all the same, and that's great. And we thank nitrogen for, uh,
1: you know. Being a part of that.
0: <laughs> All right, no, we
1: used to that. Just yeah. Uh, one more thing before we get back to poker. That sure. really that reminds me how uh, the titling of our videos used to be a lot more free range. We we, we used to give ourselves a lot more leeway because I we did a Daniel Negreanu versus Daniel Coleman hand and we titled it Two Daniels One Cup. <laughs> I <laughs> remember that. The, yeah, I remember that. I was very proud of that title. Yeah.
0: No one cared though. No. I don't think, I mean, it was as popular as any other video, but it wasn't, you know, more yep. popular. That seemed pretty great though. That's a pretty, that's pretty beautiful. I mean, anyway. I used to be all into like the cool, I, one, one video which I still think is kind of amazing was Men of Steel, and it was S T E A L, you know, and it was like an E P T bluffy hand. I was like, that's amazing. No one cared. Not a single comment. I spent time thinking of that. Anyway, uh, all right. No, Rick it turns out you got to put a
1: lady in a bikini on the thumbnail for people to click on it yeah, more than normal.
0: That works every time. Actually, they don't even have to. A bikini helps, but just female. Everyone, I I find myself doing the same thing. In fairness, on YouTube, I notice, like it's a, a topic I have whatever level of interest in. I'm at least three times more likely to click on it. <laughs> it. It's just true. So it's powerful stuff.
1: All right, for anybody who remembers what's going on in the hand, congratulations. Oh, yeah. You could pass the presidential cognition test, I'm nice, sure. Nice. nice. But, uh, <laughs> but for those who don't, it's fair. We've, we've gone far afield. So I'll, I'll do a little recap here. It. Garrett's got King Jack with a Jack of Spades on the King-Queen-9 all-spade board. And Zhu, who called out of the big blind with Ace-9 off, Ace-Spades-9 of spades, nine of clubs, is the caller on the flop. Check called the small bet. So he's got the nut flush draw and bottom pair. And we are on the turn Yeah. And the pot is $2,600. Okay. The turn is a nothing card, except that it would have made Taylor a set who folded. It's the Mm. four of diamonds. So I feel like I find myself asking this a lot on the podcast. Any argument for Zhu leading the turn?
0: Um, There is got to be... I would say not in this case, actually. I would say no, because we believe Garrett actually has a reasonable hand, a pretty good hand here, based on the fact that he decided to bet into so many players on this pretty scary board. Um, so, as Jew, if we were leading the turn, we'd be doing it to get a fold, and I don't believe we would get a fold. So, I don't like leading the turn here.
1: Okay. What
0: do you think? What about
1: leading to, to three bet? Because we might click word, Garrett.
0: Oh, if we bet super tiny, basically? Yeah. I mean, we could do that. We could just easily check raise normal, though. Like, just do a straightforward check raise. Both are yeah. fine. Um, I agree. If you, if I you agree. I think a check action. is...
1: I think a check is better. That is yeah. what Jew does. He checks. Should Garrett bet?
0: That's a cool question. So he has the jack of spades in his hand, which is a nice sort of backup plan in case if things go bad on the board. But the other side of that is we, that is one of the key cards, which blocks mm-hmm. the things that we would be trying to get value out of the most. Right. I guess Ju might, though, be calling us with a queen. Um, could have a hand like queen jack or queen ten and call the flop and then maybe call the turn. Right. Maybe. Maybe you, there aren't that many worse kings I mean, Jews maybe can show, call the although, turn. Maybe fold the, thing the turn. The thing is, though, he was, in, he was in the straddle, so he can have more kings than almost any, than anyone else can but have, right?
1: Isn't he just going to fold those on the turn if we bet again, unless it's really small?
0: Um, it can't be too big,
1: as Garrett. We like, if, I've, if I'm Zhu and I have king seven of diamonds, I'm probably folding the turn to anything that's over like 800 bucks.
0: I don't know if that's necessarily true when Garrett's the other player. You know, Garrett Garrett bluffs a lot. Now, I agree with you. If is able to put together what we put together, which is basically that Garrett just has a good hand on this board when he bets the flop. He just does. You know, he's not doing this with air. I mean, but he can have the ace of spades and be doing this for sure, right? Like, if he has the nut flush draw, he can have ace jack with the ace of spades. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, he can. So at least there's there's definitely some hands that a king is is solidly ahead of on the turn. But... You can't call with all your kings on the turn on this board for sure. No.
1: No, you're you're just you're spewing equity if you're calling with all of your top pairs on this board when Garrett bets into that many people on the flop. Because
0: Garrett's gonna like probably not bet his queens on the turn, right? He's probably just gonna bet Kings plus and 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 if and his really good bluffs. His like high equity bluffs. That's it.
1: Yeah. Which is mostly just the ace of spades, right?
0: Maybe the jack of spades or the ten of spades sometimes, which, also, which is going to have with it... Um, well, no, that's it, really, because that's a, that's a gut shot as well. It's a combo draw by itself. Yeah. But if he's going to... like, You yeah. would have to bet pretty big with the jack of spades, I think, or the ten of spades to try
1: and maybe put pressure on the ace of spades. I don't know. I guess. I mean, like, so what do you think with Garrett's actual hand? Should he be betting? Yeah.
0: I think he probably should bet here with the intention of checking back almost every river.
1: I don't know. Uh, I, I kind of fall on the other side of it. Yeah. I, I don't feel like there's a ton of value in equity denial. We're only denying equity from the Ace of Spades when we bet, right? And like, maybe, that's... The tennis,
0: maybe the tennis Spades. Oh, no. The tennis Spades isn't a problem for us. You're right. No. I mean, a little bit, but yeah. But no. Uh, the Ace of Spades is the big one.
1: Yeah. Like, only because you don't want an offsuit jack to come is what you're saying about the Ten of Spades.
0: Uh, yeah,
1: so who cares? Three cards.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's always some level of equity denial, right? If he's got a pair, he's got five outs to improve. Jew does. But but you're right, but it's not huge, the equity denial part. It's more about so, getting value from the Ace of Spades, though. Like, this is the street where we can get value from the Ace of Spades. On the river, the Ace of Spades doesn't have any reason to put any more money in, necessarily. I mean, they may decide to, but, but...
1: I think you're over-focusing on the Ace of Spades. Okay. I don't think that makes up that much of Jew's range. Like, Jew's probably got a lot of... Nine ten nine jack queen ten queen jack, king X type hands, and the question is: Can we actually get value from those hands? Because right. equity denial is not a huge piece of this; it's mostly value. I think a lot of those hands are folding, and I think that's problematic if we bet.
0: That's an interesting point. Uh, the that is the ultimate question: Are those hands folding or not? Right, and we don't. I've never yeah. seen Chew before. I don't know. I don't know how this guy plays, uh, except for how he plays this exact hand. So. It's hard for me to say personally if he's calling or not. If we're Garrett, we believe our image is one of a bit of a crazy guy, and we believe that Jew is a little bit stationy, I'd be more apt to bet here. If we think Jew is going to be more reasonable with his ranges and less stationy and play at least trying for a more GTO or careful in any way, I think we should not be betting. I think it's that close.
1: Okay. I, I fall a lot more strongly on the checking is better side of things. Mm-hmm. I think we're more likely to get two streets from the majority of his range by betting the river rather than the turn.
0: I mean, we shouldn't. I mean, nine ten really shouldn't call the river, right? If it doesn't. improve.
1: But the queens, the queens, and the, and the weak kings yeah. are a lot more likely to call two streets than what looks like three streets coming. I mean,
0: it's possible all kings are calling the turn. It's possible, right? Top pairs like just it depends
1: on. The, yeah, it depends on the player, I guess. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah. I can see someone, especially in the moment, talking themselves into some version of, this hand's just too good against this player on this wetter board to just fold. I could see someone saying that.
1: But, okay. So it's, so it's well, a little Garrett, unclear. Go on. Garrett is going to bet. Yeah. I personally am not a fan, as you know. You're yeah. okay with it, it looks like. I'm okay with but it. But you might not like the sizing. He bets 1,500 a 2,600. Do you think that's too big?
0: Hmm. Well... It's weird because it, well, it's Garrett, right? So if, Garrett, if Garrett's doing it, ba- playing off his image here, A, this way he gets to charge a reasonable amount to the Ace of Spades, which I like. So that's good. You want to go big for that. Um, the board sort of demands a bigger bet anyway, I think. Um, and if Garrett's image is such, maybe, he just, maybe it's all the same. Maybe in his mind he's like, this guy's calling me with what he's calling me with, so I might as well try and get value out of the worst hands and with the plan of checking back the river. You know, this is like my last street of value most of the time. You know, unless I hit an incredible card on the river. Like, this is it. So you want to charge him and get more value this way. It would be the thought process. So I don't hate it. Actually, I'm, I'm okay with the size. I'm surprised, but I sort of talk myself into the size.
1: What do you think? I still don't. I just don't like it overall. Um, I understand, but, I but prefer... since we're
0: betting, since we're betting, what do you, what size would you want to choose is the
1: question. I think I want to choose a smaller size just to... Ensure value from all of those hands that are like, pr- have like very little equity against us and might the call tens. the smaller size. Yeah.
0: Jack nine, nine ten, queen jack, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So, how much would you want to bet? Like 700, 800?
1: 900, I was thinking.
0: Okay. Um, fair enough. I mean, I think it's the other thing is, of course, if someone has the ace of spades like you does, it's possible it's going to take an aggressive action at us no matter what size we do. So, like, trying to get, quote, value out of the Ace of Spades and by betting, which is not crazy, but, like, we can get raised a lot no matter how we size it. And so, like, a lot of money may end up going in if we're playing against the Ace of Spades and decide to bet here. So, like, trying to worry about that too much is probably not important. It's the other parts of the range we should be thinking about, which is sort of your point, right? Like the nine yeah. and the queen jacks and stuff. Yeah. Interesting. It's a, it's a, this is a weird... These are a lot of weird decisions already, like this, yeah, this we is haven't a really gotten one. to
1: the good stuff. We haven't we really gotten really to the good haven't. stuff yet. We really haven't. All right. So Garrett bets 1,500. Zhu's got a decision now because his hand is not amazing as a check call on the flop and turn with yeah. just a nine and one card to come. Right. And it feels like it would be tough to get value if a spade came on the river if we check call twice. Yeah. So is this basically a raise or a fold spot?
0: Can't I think fold, it's a, really. I think it's a pretty clear raise spot. I think Ju actually, remember we were saying, like, we were sort of talking about why Jew may have called on the flop and, like, in the moment. Maybe he called on the flop because he was going to check,
1: raise the turn a lot. And that you makes sense. to, to, Garrett, me. Has to bet, Garrett has to bet the turn for you to check, raise the turn. You don't yeah. know he's going to do that.
0: Okay. But, you know, so be it. But the, I think it looks stronger to raise the turn than the flop with this hand, though, which I like. You know, it looks like you're willing to go deeper in the hand means you generally have a bigger hand. We know this, right? Like, mostly... Now, of, of course, guys like Garrett and Andy on Live at the Bike and some other players, maybe Faraj Jaka, will take advantage of this thought process and go the other way with it. But in general, the later someone raises in a hand, the stronger they have. Like, if someone waits the river to raise, they're way more likely to have it than if they raise the flop. That's just, that's just the way it works right now. That's just how, how the world works currently. Um, Well, there's
1: a... I mean, it's not really, like, just about that. It's just because, like, on the flop, there's so many more possibilities. So many more hands have a reason to raise on the flop than they do on the river. Mm -hmm. It makes sense, you know? Sure, but okay. I mean,
0: that's kind of to my point, though. Like, so we wait till the turn to raise, and it feels like... Like, the guy who just has the ace of spades and is willing to get it in, is that's usually going to be on the flop, right? Because he's got two streets, and his equity is going to be cleaner and better than, like, if he waits till the turn to get it in, like... One of the things that's weird about this raise is how much does he raised to? By the way, four thousand.
1: We never we never said if he raised yet, Jonathan. You always spoiling it. I thought you said he raised. I said should he raise? Oh, well, he should. <laughs> you have to you have to go to lemon party now as punishment. Lemon party has to come
0: to me, buddy. I don't go to lemon party. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> just say it. By the way, just not for nothing, but. I think people of all ages should enjoy, you know, oh, stop what, it. the nature, what, what what they've been given, and what they all are. Right, biological, their biological imperatives. Anyway, let's. let's stop. I just want to endorse old people loving each other. All right, uh,
1: okay. Back to the <laughs> hat. <Hannah. laughs> they all have. So, okay, desires. Jude does. Jude does raise. Yeah, you like the decision. I also yeah. like the decision. Yeah. We hope Garrett folds, though. That's the issue. And mm-hmm. as you mentioned, pre-flop. Garrett's not folding pre-flop. He's also less likely to fold post-flop than most players. And we yeah. need him to fold for this to be profitable, at least some of the time. Zhu makes it only 4K over 1,500. I don't know if Garrett has too many folds.
0: I mean, the problem with this is by making it 4K, if Garrett, has, if Garrett re-raises, we, we probably have to fold, right? Like, yes, which sucks when we act but I get our equity just isn't good enough and we're not deep enough to be able to do anything else if Garrett re raises. Unless we think we can move in and get a fold out of Garrett. If Garrett makes it, you know, eleven and we shove for twenty six and we think he's actually gonna fold. Which actually maybe he would when we have the ace of space in our hand. Maybe maybe that's maybe we see how he sizes it and make a decision. Um, I think we have to do this with the plan grant, uh, to your point. Of betting a lot of rivers, betting, betting the brick rivers. We've got the ace of spades. I understand Garrett's calling the turn, but it's a, we've seen Garrett call and then fold. We've seen him fold in big spots and rivers before. I think we have to go forward with the idea of him folding, of like taking a shot to get fold equity on the river too, not just the turn for this to work out because he's got a relatively strong range himself, like you're saying.
1: Yeah. Well, Judas make it 4K. Doesn't feel like Garrett can fold his hand for 4K.
0: The jack of spades is just too compelling to hang around with, right? When you also have top pair, you just can't fold the up. I mean, Garrett
1: Garrett could be drawing dead, but only to one hand, the ace, ten of spades. So it's unlikely. Yeah. Um, But, you know, he has one out against a lot of other hands, which sucks.
0: I mean, one out against not a lot of other hands, just some other
1: hands. Well, any any nut flush. Yeah, sure, sure.
0: But okay. I mean... There aren't that many combos of nut flushes.
1: Okay, but that's like a big part of what Jew is repping, right? Yeah, it is. He could
0: have, but the question is, would Jew raise a straight here for value? Right? That's a really big. Question.
1: Feels like a bad. Feels like a really bad idea.
0: Seems unlikely. So if, yeah. so now we're now he's repping only flushes. He could have any flush though. It doesn't have to be the nut flush. True. I think, he play, I think he'd raise any flush here. Probably, I would.
1: Although, like, what do you do if you get three-bet with the four or five of spades? It's not go a good spot. It. But
0: Against Garrett, you just guess. go with it. You assume he has the ace of spades a lot and go with it. Don't worry about it. If he has you, he has I guess it. so.
1: Re- reload. That's it. Don't worry about it. Anyway, Garrett does call Zhu's small raise. Both of these players feel like they're just in precarious positions at the same time somehow in this hand.
0: You can but see, though, how, like, even though Garrett called, it's going to be really hard if a brick comes on the river for him to call a big barrel based on his hand, right? Yep. Especially when he has the Jack of Spades and blocks. That's like a key card for blocking bluffs, you know? Like, we're really blocking some serious bluffs with that card. So, anyway.
1: Yeah. So, let's get to the river, and it's going to be one of those rivers where I, I think we should just say what happens, yeah. the whole thing, and then try to figure out why.
0: Great, cause it's because it's getting...
1: Yeah. All right. So, there's $10,600 in the pot. The river is the Ace of Diamonds. So, Zhu... <laughs> Gets in the lead in a different way than he expected that he might. Uh, the run out being king, queen, nine, all spades, four of diamonds on the turn, river, ace of diamonds. So Zhu has uh, flopped bottom pair and rivered aces up, ace, nine. Garrett's still just with king, jack, just second pair now. Yeah. So Zhu's going to bet. This is a hand he's betting for value. He bets mm-hmm. 6K. It's a weird kind of middling hand. Like, if you get raised, you have to fold probably with ace, nine here. Yeah. But... But I think betting is probably better than checking.
0: Probably. but It's really hard for Garrett to be able to raise us when we have the Ace of Spades in our hand. Like, what is Garrett supposed to yeah. have that he can raise us with besides the Jack-10 of spades here? Right. If he, maybe, maybe he decides to go with the Jack-X of spades. But he opened in, like, early-ish position, right? What Jack-X of spades yeah. hands does he even have here besides Jack-10? It's hard to come yeah. up with anything, right? He opened Jack-9, I guess, maybe. No, the 9's on no, the board. The, the Jack-8. Yeah. He has to have Jack-8 of spades. Exactly, right? It's Ace. So that's it. It's like so it has two combos. Yeah. So I don't think we worry about that too much. In fact, it's so hard for Garrett to be able to raise. I would wonder I would think about it, actually, if he raises here. Maybe we don't have to fold.
1: Yeah. That's a good point.
0: It's like maybe we have the best hand anyway. Um, but, but one thing at a time, we can figure that out when we get there. I think we should probably bet for value because it feels like there's going to be a lot of checkbacks for Garrett if we check. Right. Like all his worst hands are just going to check back. Right.
1: Yeah, you think because
0: so? Ace, Ace Jack with the Jack of Spades. He's checking that back. He's never betting it. I don't think.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. So Zhu bet six, six K into ten six, and Garrett tanks for a long time and ultimately calls. Yeah. So we have to figure this one out or not, but we'll we'll, we'll, we'll try. Okay. Because immediately my reaction is this is terrible. Yeah. How can you call this this card? This mm-hmm. card, the Ace of Diamonds, the non-spade Ace is a very bad card to call if you're Garrett here. I don't see how you can call. Maybe we can figure it out.
0: I, I have a theory. Okay. You know how sometimes when you look at your hand and the first one's an ace and the second one might be an ace, but it turns out it's a four? Yeah,
1: that's yeah. That's what
0: happened to Garrett. He thought it was a four on the river. <laughs> so <it's> not fair. there. <laughs> ah. That's my best theory. That's my current working theory because otherwise I'm with you. Like, oh, no, the ace of spades just got there is the problem for us, right? So calling seems like the worst possible option with the Jack of Spades in our hand. Even with top pair, I think we should be raising or folding. Calling seems awful. We could raise as a bluff to, to specifically to fold out the nut flush draw that's betting for value now, um, or we can just throw it away because we're almost certainly behind, right?
1: I mean, I think just throwing it away is probably the way to go. And look, maybe there's maybe Zhu is a very particular type of player who is just kind of nuts and has like three, four diamonds here or whatever all the time. But that's what it to. takes for me to, to find a call here. And we, I guess suppose we should elaborate here a little bit, but like, it all comes back to what is Ju's range based on the flop and turn line he took, where he calls the flop and check raises the turn. What are the bluffs and what are the value? Well, the value already had a speed on the turn, right? Mm-hmm. And the things that were bluffing on the turn are what?
0: The only hand I can think of that maybe... You can have that Garrett could say, like, I'm actually ahead of is 10-8 with the 10 of spades or maybe 10-7 with the 10 of spades. Those are very questionable, but maybe you would be like, I've got a straight flush draw. I've, you know, I can't call with it on the turn, but I can raise with it. And now I miss, so I have to take a shot. That's it. And that's, by the way, not very many combos anyway, right? That's, that's eight combos total. If he can even have those things, which I don't know if he can have.
1: yeah. I don't know if he can either. I mean, really, it, that's I'm a pretty ambitious hard. check raise. Like, it yes. makes tons of sense for his bluffs to all include the ace of spades, which clearly beats Garrett's hand because an ace <laughs> hit the river. Yeah. Like, I don't think we're going to find it here, man. I think Garrett just made a mistake. I, yeah. I don't know about this one.
0: Is it possible that, like, he thought he got a physical read on Jew and was just wrong about it, so he, like, ignored? I've done this before. Like, I remember being in, um, we were in Tahoe playing the uh, World Series circuit events in the, in the main event, which is like a $1,600 buy-in, I flopped a set against a guy, and he check-raised the turn when like a third diamond came. And I remember feeling like I did the math. I'm like, oh, I have to call this, but I'm folding all non-pairing rivers, if he bets, of any size. Like, that's pretty clear. And the board did not pair, and then he bet big, and I was about to fold, and then he did a physical thing that made me think he was weak. So I called, and he had the second nuts. Uh, and it went badly for me, but you know what I mean. But I was like, my plan was 100% to fold. Like I was not even. I was like super easy. It was gonna be a super easy fold. My set. I mean, it was a set of sixes. And uh, and then he started. Then he just did the physical tell that I that is like very reliable. I thought at the time anyway. And uh, and I was like, oh, maybe he just had the nut flush draw on the turn and was taking a shot because now I don't think I can fold. And that I had to rebuy and it was sad. It cost me another six hundred dollars <laughs> because I had called there so yeah so maybe something I mean, maybe like that because i can't maybe. i can't come up with a, i can't justify this in any other obvious way or this guy is absolutely bananas like you're saying but that doesn't seem to be the case based on this one hand there's nothing about this hand made. like if he was bananas he would probably three bet pre he would have been much more active on the flop usually it just feels like he would have done different things
1: okay. maybe that's I not have. fair it's one hand I'm going to try my best to get in Garrett's head and give him the benefit of the doubt. Although I think even if this is his thought process, it's not taking into account the entire story. It's just taking into account the, I want Zhu to be bluffing, so how can I make that be the case? And the way you do that is you say to yourself, what is the value? Well, the value doesn't make sense except for the flushes, and I block the flushes. And if he had the ace of spades, wouldn't he check the river? Because what's he supposed to get value from if he doesn't have two pair? Right, for so, sure, for sure. Garrett is thinking that part, no doubt. Right, but on th- but, I don't think that outweighs the like, what the hell are the bluffs thing? Like, it, it's very tough for Jude. Maybe, maybe Jew is capable of turning Queen Ten with the Ten of Spades into a bluff. Maybe, maybe that's the type of hand he can mm. do this with. I don't know. Maybe, but maybe there's a thing Jew's been been just check raising tons of rivers or and turns and stuff like that, and like has a super wide range with this, so Garrett feels like he just has to distribution-wise call with his hand. I don't know. It's, I'm reaching. It's tough.
0: I mean, that means Garrett's betting the turn to induce, and then the plan is to always call basically any river, right? If that's the case.
1: Yeah, which doesn't seem like the case, because he tanked for like three or four minutes before yeah. calling. Yeah.
0: Um, I, think, I think one of the things that may lean him towards a call a little bit is that thing you said, though, which is would the nut flush draw that made the ace on the river really bet after I call the check raise on the turn, you can kind of eliminate one pair of aces from his range, you would think, like you're saying. Yeah. And that's a lot of the stuff that we would have been that we were ahead of and are now losing to. Turns out this is the other kind, this is the other way it goes, right? Which is of course the the you know the ace of spades that's already made a pair and now makes aces up. But that's like the only thing that that's the only way this this card changes anything is specifically that the aces up. We've rivered aces up. Otherwise so in Garrett's mind, he, if he thinks he was ahead on the turn enough at the time, there aren't that many combos that, that this has changed. Maybe he even knows Jew is, like, going to be raising hands. I mean, it's what? King, queen, nine, right? It's like, well, ace, king, never. He never has ace, king. He would have he squeezed that. Ace, queen, probably almost always squeezing ace, queen. So it's really just ace, nine. Although, what was the turn card? It was the what? It
1: was the four. four. It was a four. So,
0: Ace four? Nope. He, ace four with the ace of spades that he decides to turn into a bluff yeah. on that turn. Okay, that one too. So ace nine and ace four with the ace of spades are the only places where this card matters.
1: Or Jew is sure, but enough, also
0: or or Jew is actually betting ace jack here because he hit top pair and has a good kicker and doesn't know what else to do with the hand. By the or way, or by the way he that. just
1: has, or by the way he turned to flush, or that has it, also, or has a
0: straight and was playing and and raised the turn with it.
1: Yeah, which is an awesome thing. I mean. I think this is just an ambitious kind of fancy call by Garrett that yeah. is just a bit of a mistake. I, I can't see anything past that, really. Yeah.
0: It's possible there were other dynamics going on, too, where Garrett maybe found himself folding a lot in the session, like, to aggression. And so it feels like the table may be noticing that and maybe, like, attacking a little bit more. And so it feels like he just has to hold on a little bit more. Even so, this doesn't feel like a hand we can hold on with, quite frankly. Um, no. But... But I'm wondering if there's. It feels like either Garrett was either off, like mentally. There's some, or there's some crazy dynamic going on, either with these two guys' history or or Garrett and the table. I think, you know, because I can't explain it otherwise. It doesn't like we have to go well outside the hand itself to explain why this could ever be a reasonable call.
1: Yeah, I agree. Sometimes it's just a mistake.
0: Yeah, that's what Negranu said back when he was not freaking out on on Twitter. (laughs)